Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You like jazz. Your passenger likes country. You settle on blues. This is the only kind of compromise you can expect inside a Lexus hybrid vehicle. That's because a Lexus hybrid is designed to go beyond compromise. Go far without having to recharge. Go fast with a formidable gasoline electric powertrain. Go with all the luxury of a Lexus. So, if you ever find yourself compromising in a Lexus hybrid, it won't be our fault. Click the banner to discover more. Lexus. Experience amazing. The we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pounds. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. Goldilocks Productions broadcasts universal cosmic frequencies that unlock, awaken, and expand the consciousness of our worldwide viewers and listeners. Goldilocks Productions presents Enlightening Conversations with Pam Silver Eagle. Welcome to The Perch, everyone. Here we are, Tuesday, October 13th, 2020. And uh, say greetings to those of you who are returning and who've been on The Perch supporting me and my platform, as well as all of Goldilocks Productions. We say thank you. We so appreciate everybody who comes on the, the branch or on the in the platform with us. Uh, we've got so many hosts and uh, amazing things going on in Goldilocks Productions. Just uh, you can check that out. We have uh, all kinds of links and uh, ways to find out what's going on, what's being offered. So we are grateful to have this platform and this time together. And uh, today I've welcomed back my friend Fred mayor and he is an amazing teacher sound healer he is a uh, organic farmer plant intuitive and he's going to and much much more of course (laughs) we are going to share uh, some wonderful uh, wisdom and also a special day today yesterday uh, was october the 11th and uh 
12th, sorry. Every, every October 12th in the last however many years, we've been celebrating Indigenous Peoples Day. And many, many, many of us are releasing the former holiday of Columbus Day. We're honoring the original peoples, uh, as many also call this celebratory day now. And not certainly here in what was originally referred to by the original people as Turtle Island, all of North America, but we also want to honor and uh, celebrate and give gratitude to all of our indigenous brothers and sisters all around Earth Mother. And so Fred and I have planned a, a, some ways, special ways to celebrate and honor the special day. And I know that many of you have found ways. I've seen some uh, some really beautiful shares on Facebook in the last uh, 48 hours or so. And there's all kinds of great resources to tap into. The Smithsonian uh, Museum has a uh, Native American museum now. If you're not familiar, you might want to check that out. Uh, that'll, you know, these are all really good ways to virtually stay tuned in and to stay heart-centered and to connect with those who are like-minded, like-hearted, and also uh, to give people an opportunity to learn. We are ever be students and also teaching and offering our sacred gifts and skills at the same time. So all that. And then I must say, hello, Fred. <laughs> Hi, Pam. Glad to be on the show. You got me two weeks in a row. Um, I'm honored to be here once again. And um, we talked about uh, uh, a lot of things last week, organic gardening, farming. But this week, uh, I love the focus of Indigenous Day. And I'm wearing a T-shirt. And this T-shirt is from the uh, Tohono O'odham people, the desert people of Arizona, <clears throat> and it represents man's journey and the different possibilities that he can go to get to the center. So um, uh, I wore this especially in honor of of uh, what we're going to be talking about today, uh, which is um, our indigenous people and how those indigenous roots are, what they're doing today, how we can support that what they might mean for us. I'd like to end with, um, with a, a prayer of gratitude. It's called the, the Thanksgiving prayer or the Thanksgiving um, acknowledgement. So um, how do you want to start? What do you want to, where do you want to start with this today? Just uh, go, why don't you go ahead and start with uh, you. We talked about another offering that you had the reading all right. So why don't we just start from the beginning? And every every culture has its its creation story. So mm -hmm. the creation story of North America is the story of Turtle Island and Sky Woman. So I would like to read from uh, Braiding Sweetgrass. Um, it's uh, compiled and uh, written by Robin Wall Kimmerer. She is a um, Potawatomi uh, native who is a PhD in biology and botany and uh, is a, um, uh, an, uh, a poet and, and uh, as well. So her book, which I have just recently finished is, um, is a must read for anyone who's interested in really enjoying and connecting with, enjoying and connecting with um, the earth and native American thought along that way uh, from a scientist's point of view, which is also very interesting. So I begin, Sky Woman. 
she fell like a maple seed pirouetting on the autumn breeze. A column of light streamed from a hole in Sky World, marking her path where only darkness had been before. It took her a long time to fall. In fear, or maybe hope, she clutched a, a bundle tightly in her hand. Hurtling downward, she saw only dark water below, but in the emptiness, there were many eyes gazing up at the sudden shaft of light. They saw there a small object, a mere dust mote in the, in the beam, and as it grew closer, they could see that it was a woman, arms outstretched, long black hair billowing behind as she spiraled downward toward them. The geese nodded to one another and rose together from the water in a wave of goose music. She felt the beat of their wings as they flew beneath to break her fall. Far from the only home she'd ever known, she caught her breath at the warm embrace of soft feathers as they gently carried her downward, and so it began. The geese could not hold the woman above the water for much longer, so they called the council to decide what to do. Resting on their wings, she saw them all gather, loons, otters, swans, beavers, fish of all kinds. A great turtle floated in their midst and offered his back to her. She stepped down from the goose's wings onto the dome of his shell. The others understood that she needed land for her home and discussed how they might serve her need. The deep divers among them had heard of mud, mud at the bottom of the water, and agreed to go find some. Loon dove first, but the distance was too far, and after a long while, he surfaced with nothing to show for his efforts. One by one, the other animals offered to help. Otter, beaver, sturgeon. But the depths, the darkness, and the pressures were too great for even the strongest of swimmers. They returned, gasping for air with their heads ringing. Some did not return at all. Soon, only little Muskrat was left, the weakest diver of all. He volunteered to go while the others looked on doubtfully. His small legs flailed as he worked his way downward, and then he was gone a very long time. They waited and waited for him to return, fearing the worst for their relative. And before long, before long, a stream of bubbles rose with a small, limp body of the muskrat. He had given his life to aid this helpless human. But then the others noticed that in his paw was tightly clenched and then they opened it and there was a small handful of mud. Turtle said, here, put it on my back and I will hold it. Sky Woman bent and spread the mud with her hands across the shell of the turtle. Moved by the extraordinary gifts of the animals, she sang in thanksgiving and then began to dance, and her feet caressed the earth. The land grew and grew, and as she danced for her thanks, from the dab of mud on the turtle's back until the whole earth was made, not by Sky Woman alone, but from the alchemy of all the animals' gifts coupled with her deep gratitude. 
and together they formed what we know today as Turtle Island, our home. Like any good guest, Sky Woman had not come empty-handed. The bundle that she had clutched in her hands when she toppled from the sky world and had reached, had reached out when she toppled from the sky world, reached out and grabbed onto the tree of life that grew there. And in her grasp were branches, fruits, and seeds of all the plants. Then she sca scattered onto the ground, the new ground, and carefully tended each one until the world turned from brown to green. Sunlight streamed through the, through the hole in the sky world, allowing the seeds to flourish. Wild grasses, flowers, trees, and medicines spread everywhere. And now that the animals, too, had plenty to eat, many came to live with her on Turtle Island. And so that is one account from the native the native stories and tales of creation that uh, have come to us. So what do you think of that? Fred, that was beautiful. And there's, there's so many teachings and so many um, rich, uh, so much rich wisdom within that reading. And uh, I apologize. I've had this shift here just in the last minute. I got a message on my phone that my phone was too hot. It was running hot temperatures. So... Uh, with Mercury and the sun behind me, the beautiful sun, I'm going to just shift and I don't want to uh, interrupt. So if you, I'm going to interact with you, but I'm going to ask you right now to kind of just go ahead and take the lead and share, right. you know, from your So what's really beautiful to me about this is, first of all, you know, the idea that uh, of clutching something, you know, and the notion that holding something tightly in your hand and holding on to it has more than just a physical implication to it. It has a metaphoric and holding on to something and then also releasing it and opening it up. So the, this, this, the idea of this movement right here of clutching something and holding on and giving, I think it's a gesture that we can use and we can maybe share with others as, uh, and as a greeting, you know, like, Hey, good to see you. Welcome. Yes. I'm glad that you're here. So I think there's, and that comes up twice in this particular version of the story. But what really strikes me is, is the contrast of the well-being of Sky Woman. She came equipped. And there's a, there's a backstory about why Sky Woman fell through the hole. And when she fell through the hole, she was actually already pregnant. And she gave birth to a son and then later to two twins. And so there's a backstory with that. And that's also in this book. I couldn't find it just before. And I went through every single page in the book and didn't pop out at me. So well, you um, know, that backstory, if I can interject here, that goes into the, uh, the great peacemaker and the uh, Tadadaho. I may not be pronouncing it quite right. Tadadaho, Tadadaho. And the, um, he was the holdout when the great peacemaker was uh, had asked the the Seneca people or the Haudenosaunee, the, we, and I know that's not uh, quite the best pronunciation, but what we've come to know is the Iroquois Nation. Huh? <clears throat> when the great peacemaker asked them to come together to fight and form that confederacy, the five nations. Uh, so that, that leads into part of the history there. 
uh, what you were referring to, her two her two boys, if I remember right, because I was telling Fred that, uh, and I, Joanne uh, Gall and I, which is uh, Fred's sister-in-law, when we were up at the Scott News Center months ago, and we I had Joanne on my show, we had talked about our visit there, and uh, you know those were some some of the history that uh, I was learning and we re-remembering as Joanne and I were being called to do that uh, ceremony up at the great uh, tree of peace. So uh, that, you know, the story is deeply rooted in um, the spirituality of the people. And of course, at this time, we know many of us have come returned to be these great peacemakers, you know? Uh, So these are all great uh, lessons, wisdom that the ancestors, these people uh, have carried many of the nations through uh, to bring it to the forefront at this really epic time of uh, when the peace and the love is so needed and uh, remembering our communion in that great web of life. Yeah, well said. Um, you know, that, that these were brought, that the seeds that the Sky Woman brought and uh, were shared and then everyone benefited. So I think the idea that... Um, we can live and take up as much space just like our one-legged friends as we need that that is actually one of the wonderful things um, that each of us brings and just take up that space and share with people and, and, uh, and do that. But, you know, I would like to take kind of a, a sort of like the next step in looking at, at the sky woman story in contrast to another story about plants and life and how life goes forward. So I'm going to just read it once again because um, uh, Robin Wall Kimmer sums it up a better, much better than than I could. So if you would, so on one side of the world were people whose relationship with the living world was shaped by the Sky Woman coming down with seeds, people the the animals supporting her, the turtle. Turtle Island, spreading the mud from the muskrat, growing her seeds, sharing all the bounty with everyone. Who created a garden for the well-being of all. On the other side was another woman. With a, and for the tasting of its fruit, she was banished. Banished from the garden, banished beyond the gates that clanged shut behind her. Other of men was made to wander in the wilderness and earn her bread by the sweat of her brow, not by filling her mouth with the sweet, juicy fruits that bent their branches low. In order to eat, she was instructed to subdue the wilderness into which she was cast. So here we see played out in allegory, in story, the struggle that we find right now in North America. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where are you coming from? A point of a, a, a perspective of abundance or a perspective of taking those fruits is not sanctioned and causes you to be exiled and punished. Mm-hmm. Yes. So what a legacy to move forward through, depending on which of those points of view you embrace. And so to embrace the banishment and the punishment, it goes a step further. And unfortunately, through the Catholic Church, we have even more oppression 
with the um, the papal bull of 1452. And the papal bull was issued, and I'm going to pull this up. The papal bull, I don't want that one. Which one do I want? This one? No, not that one. Was, was issued... Um, uh by let's see which pope was it let me get this straight pope nicholas and it started in 1436 when there was there was conflict with the ottoman empire but in 1452 the papal bull is called the bull dum diversas in latin which is known as the Doctrine of Diversity, instructed the Portuguese crown to, and this is where it all begins, invade, capture, vanquish, and subdue all Syrians and other enemies of Christ to put them into perspective, into perpetual slavery and to take away all their possessions and property. So there you have it. So this is how it all started. This is the start of the genocides. The perpetuation of the genocides from the papal point of view, the seed of white supremacy or European supremacy, that anyone who does not follow even a particular perspective on Christianity, which is the Catholic Church at that time, um, is a free game to persecute, kill, enslave, take their properties. Now, you think, well, that was back then. It doesn't really apply today, but that was the underlying current that also formed part of the Manifest Destiny. And you think it's not alive and well today. There have been four Supreme Court cases between 1823 and 2005 that cited in their, um, in their um, statements on this the, um, the doctrine of, of, um, discovery. of discovery. And so... Here we have it, folks. And so rewinding this particular edict is at the root of moving forward and, um, and healing and reconciliation. Mm-hmm. So any thoughts so far on this? Because I'm ready to take it the next step further. Yeah, just uh, right. Uh, you know, since my time up here in this region, um, you know, and doing the ceremonies and being up in those, that part of, of the Finger Lake regions, which we know is sacred. Uh, it's really brought to my forefront and in perfect timing. Of course, they've called me to, you know, brush up on re- and re-remember this, these truths of, of the true history that took place that have, has been, you know, covered up. And this is a great time of revelation. So it's perfect. Uh, I, have mentioned before on this stream that you know I was born and raised Catholic. So uh, between the religiosities uh, humans created and interpreted throughout history and our general history books, I'm also a public educator like you for many years. And so uh, first as a student and now as a teacher, way show. So I grew up in those structures, those systems, that, you know, we're teaching these things and it was passed on through generation and generation. And so, you know, I, I know that, <clears throat> excuse me, when I was called to leave well, my guidance and when I say my guidance, I mean my I am presence guidance leading the way 
to free myself from a system that was no longer uh, in resonance with me, my, my faith, which I was very devoted to, the Catholic Church, I was, it was the, the indigenous way that my indigenous soul that was guiding me into exploring other possibilities, other communities, and uh, greater, you know, wisdom teachings, and what, you know, that was resonating with me. So if we, you know, we, I'm sure we have listeners who uh, very much this resonates with, and some maybe not so much, and some maybe who are just on the verge of discovering, and we never know with, um, you know, this modern technology, how we can help others to, uh, you know, expand. And so in some of my time up there, I, I picked up the book, which I've talked about from Sally, I think, Wagner Roach, Roachway. I apologize, I don't have the, the, the name, but that her book was the um, how the, the Native women, the Haudenosaunee women, it, it, the book is called Sisters in Spirit. And you know, part of what you're saying is when the Europeans landed on our shores, uh, they, the, the women, the native women just could not believe that how uh, the, the European women were treated and really as a, a second, you know, uh, very, very much enslaved. And it's like the European women, they didn't have anything to compare it to. So they just thought, you know, that was their norm. And so you know, we've all had those who've helped take our hand and lead us to our freedom and our empowerment in, in every way that we're infusing this conversation. So, uh, you know, again, it, it's um, as these revelations continue to come through, uh, you know, sometimes it's shocking and we're going to have a lot of shocking information coming through in these, you know, up here through 2020 into 21. Uh, so I, I would just encourage our listeners to all be open-minded and open-hearted and you know you you feel discern from here what rings true for you i had been wounded enough in in uh you know some ways in in, in my past structures and systems that it was time to leave and it was always everything that i've ever left behind i give gratitude for the lessons and the growth and time to move on and so you know fred i just kind of wanted to wrap around that and say some of this is so far expanded for some people and yet, uh, in this great time of change, we can look back at the ancestry of the truth of history and that uh, was not in our history books and was not, you know, maybe in our, our places of worship and even our, our families, cultures we've grown up in. So, you know, these are really important shares. And so thank you for, for bringing, you know, what you're bringing today. And, and you know, where, where the wrongs have that have been committed, some we yes. begin to turn them around, some form of reconciliation. I think probably the most modern example of of working in that direction was South Africa, um, um, a council of reconciliation that, in the aftermath of apartheid, tried to decide how they were going to move forward and who needed to be forgiven in what ways and how to move forward on that. That's, uh, that's the best I can say. And, and there are, there are a number of situations, uh, it, within the U S there, there, there are large areas of, um, of, um, reconciliation that have to have to, we have to go through with, uh, the enslavement of African-Americans, the indigenous genocides, um, 
the uh, uh, the internment camps with the Japanese, and yeah. and to really step, and the country can will step forward where the country steps forward as a whole and acknowledges that and deals with it in whatever ways that become appropriate for all parties, then, then we're going to really move forward as a country. And, and until Absolutely. that time, it's just going to stay covered up. So let's, we're getting the word out right now that we love everybody on the nation on this. And um, by opening up Pandora's box, we at least get to see who's in it and uh, identify with that in whatever ways that we can. So um, there is a, a there is an indigenous presidential candidate. And I just want to point out to people who are, his name is Mark Charles. And um, he's running as an independent. He was not um, accepting of either of the Republicans nor the Democrats. No one would really, I mean, it really didn't fit in to either of those parties, but in a recent interview, um, talking about reconciliation, he, um, in, a, in a recent interview, Mark had a wonderful analogy about how things stand right now. And he was he was asked um, he was asked a question about um, um, let's see what was the exact question about, you know, how to move forward on this and, and, and how to frame it. And so he describes it like this. I'm just going to, I'm going to read his quote from this interview. He says, Mark Charles says, it feels like our native peoples is this old grandmother who has a very large and beautiful house. And years ago, some people came into our house and locked us upstairs in the bedroom. Today, our house is full of people, and they're sitting on our furniture, and they're eating our food, and they're having a party inside our house. Now, they've since come upstairs, and they've unlocked the door to our bedroom, but it's much later. We're tired. We're old. We're weak. We're sick. So we can't. We don't come out. And he was speaking specifically on how the modern Native Americans um, are responding to today's situation. But the thing that is the most hurtful, that causes the most pain, is that nobody from this party comes upstairs, seeks out the grandmother in the bedroom, sits down next to her on the bed, takes her hand, and simply just says, thank you. Thank you for letting us be in your house. So we have six million indigenous people who are treated as unwanted guests in someone else's house. Saying thank you requires a reversal of all that role. It requires the majority population to acknowledge in many practical ways that they are guests in someone else's house and they need to be acting that way. So how can we act that way? How can we acknowledge that we are guests in someone else's house and they had a beautiful house and now sort of after uh, several hundred years of partying downstairs things are what we do next mm-hmm. yeah and, and isn't it uh, isn't it so that as we are an awakening world 
<clears throat> and we go within and do our self-work to balance that divine masculine and feminine. And as the ego begins to get in check in, in that balance and we become more heart-centered, unity consciousness, love, you know, love, we let love be our guide. That way, you know, we understand, again, this great, you know, we are amongst this great web of life and Earth Mother is holding us. Uh, and time and time again, even all the damage that humans have done to her um, and the animal kingdoms and all the kingdoms, we're still being held here. And so when we when we let when the ego subsides and we we see each other truly as one, that's where we start recognizing we want everyone to thrive. We want to be we have these visions, many of us. And it's why we come. We're a world where everyone is, you know, respected and honored and that we are treated with equality and uh, we work together. And this, the, you know, the beautiful story that you opened up with, you know, <clears throat> teaches and it, it's the, the animal kingdoms working together and it wasn't the strongest animal, was it, that was able to dive down. So you know, that's where it's important. And you know, part of this is bridging the generations, the, the youth, the babies, the, the toddlers, the youth, those in the middle age and the elders, uh, that's all part of it. And, and that's what, you know, that's what's happening. And on the surface to many, uh, they don't still don't see it. Uh, it, it. There's so much going on, but we know, um, you know, there's, there are many, many, many of us who are here walking this earth to help bring this to become so this new golden age of enlightenment this new earth and uh, how we know we were called to be. Yes, the whole notion of, of oneness and that we share this planet together, <clears throat> that's the glue. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's really, that's, that's really, that's, 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 the, that's the germinal point that when we consider that in every step that we take, every word, we, every vibration that we emit and all the vibrations that we receive. And, um, that brings about a sort of a state of harmlessness, harmlessness from accepting and forgiving around you and accepting what's around you. And, and that's a, a way to move forward. And, and with so, that, yeah, I think it's that each of our, you know, these yeah. it's, it's personal so, responsibilities say, well, you know, what can I do to make things better? Right. And it's so, so important what's, what's to the first step that I can take? And yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, we get a little you bit of saying. a feed delay. I think. The uh, I was going to say, you know, in, in in that what you just said, it's so important to recognize that, that there's healing work that must be done. Uh, each right. of us have to do our own healing work first, and there's many, many who can assist with that. Um, you know, two of us are right here on the platform right now. This is what we do. You know, whether it be the sound healing or. Uh, you know, however it is we offer our services, guidance, um, healing sessions, uh, activations, upgrades, etc. Um, so the healing work and individually and collectively. And when we keep wounding each other and, you know, uh, 
the violence and everything that's going on there's just the lack of communication and dialogue it's it's all sometimes it, it's been so overwhelming well for eons of time and so of course it's either how will we ever do this but it has to start within each of us and that's the peace within and then we start uh, as we we start to become balanced and uh, evolving in a higher consciousness we start drawing to us those who resonate with us and we're coming together now in this time when so many want us separated uh, we are coming together and even in ways like this where we can all do this from different locations uh, there's a sense of knowing that we are together we are uniting we are united and we are standing rising together peacefully and saying this is the way we're going and it's based in on divine love it's based on harmony peace and uh, oneness you know so the healing work is important in the grid line. So, you know, we, many of us are doing the grid line work and have been for a long, long time. That's another important piece of it is clearing these energies that took place of, um, you know, the, the wars and the battles and the violence and the wrongdoings, the, the genocides, on and on and on through all history of time. Energy for, for the, all of us who understand energy and, and sometimes uh, kind of get asked, well, what is all this? What is this about energy? Um, People don't understand that. Don't understand that. You know these old energies are still existing unless they're cleared and healed, which is what the army of uh, light light forces on the ground are are doing. You know? Absolutely, absolutely. So, taking a deep breath and um, and being thankful and showing yeah. gratitude is one of two steps in making things better around you. Realizing the power of that, which we take for granted and saying thank you um, is something that the more you do it, the more results you see. So why not do it all the time? <laughs> So yes. the, the other piece of that is that there, that balance that you speak of is also, is reflected in so many different things. I mean, you know, it's everywhere. So one of the balance of the giving and receiving in terms of gratitude is the recipro reciprocity. So one of the things that uh, I've been focusing on and especially through the Braiding Sweetgrass book, have really caused me to focus on, in addition to gratitude, and then there's also another Native American writer who I read, uh, we call her Grandma Aggie. She's out in our area in Oregon. She just passed away after many years. She brought back the salmon ceremony. But every time I go across a body of water, I say a water blessing, you know? I say, thank you, water. I love you, water. Blessings to you, water. Thank you for taking this beautiful energy downstream so that it can be circulated through all places where you are. And and I, I think it's important to for each of us to find our own ways to show gratitude. And then the reciprocity is, how do you give back? And the giving back is, how do you personally decide that you're going to make a situation better through whatever guidance you receive? And 
I, I, I love it that there are so many different ways to receive guidance, you know, it's whatever tunes in with you, whether you like reading cards, whether you like, you know, uh, reading tea leaves, whether you like reading the bark on the tree that you're hugging, whether you like, you know, seeing a sign from uh, 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 some, something in the air, uh, an insect, a butterfly, a bird, whatever. Um, whether you follow astrology or whether, whatever, whatever information, whether you want to go to someone for a reading, there are so many ways that you can receive, whether you just sit and say, I have a question. There are so many ways to receive the guidance. And I encourage everyone to find those ways that work for them and use them for the guidance. And everyone is different. Everybody has their own way of doing it. There's no one way, but by asking for it, you receive that. And then that point of I'm making is that well, what can I do to to make things better? What's the reciprocity? What am I giving back? When I pick berries, what am I giving back to the plants? When I do a, an honorable harvest of just taking a half or less, so that something else is there for somebody else. I even stopped getting ticked off at animals who were eating out of my garden. At one point, I was going crazy about that. I set up all these systems. I said, well, you know, maybe they need to have a little bit too. You know, maybe I didn't need that one more ear of corn. You know, maybe, you know, maybe I'm okay. So, so the gratitude coupled with the reciprocity is that balance of, of really upgrading everything around us. Yes. Is one, is one tack. So what do you think about that, Pam? I think that's all very valid and good. You know, when you were speaking of the giving gratitude, I know that in my my earthly walk, there have been times, you know, when I've really walking through the shadows or through lots of pain or hurt, abandonment, betrayal, whatever those things are for each of us, it could be physical illnesses. And when I first started with the con, understanding the concept of before I understood it, the concept of gratitude, you you know, when you're going through this hard stuff, it's like what and there's something i can give gratitude in this that to me has become uh probably the time i i'm like you i think and it's because of our the connectedness right with understanding the blessing the water just throughout my day constantly giving gratitude but what i find is it is such um a great tool that in the midst of especially in the midst of really have working through something moving through something it's that is it that's the key give gratitude give thanks and you know i've sometimes in my life it's even just for the oh the birds singing right there thank you god thank you creator for the beautiful bird is just you know uplifting me with its toning and uh you know so yes a life of gratitude is is so important and the reciprocity as well and that's truly when we know we're tuned in to that balance um of Giving and receiving. Yeah, important. Well, the um, uh, the braiding sweet grass, the grass book with Robin Wall Kimmer, she has a, a chapter on that. She calls it the allegiance to gratitude. And mm. <laughs> uh, you know how we're asked to stand up and say the pledge of allegiance. Um, so yeah. it occurred to the author that that really didn't include as many people as maybe we had thought it did just with the Pledge of Allegiance. You know, we're pledging allegiance to something that's kind of abstract, which is a flag. 
and the symbolism of the flag. So it 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 has a special meaning, but it takes a couple of layers to actually get through to what the meaning is. Yes. So what I would like to do, and with your permission, since you are the host of this show, I would like to take a few yes. moments. <laughs> yes. That's my answer to all questions. Is whatever the question is, is the answer is yes. Um, and the idea was, it, it, rather than beginning your day in some other way, what if you gave, you started your day or started a particular part of your work or you started moving forward each day with an acknowledgement of this, of, of gratitude? And, and, um, and so she actually touches on this prayer, which is a traditional prayer. Um, on 13 different areas. So if our listeners are out there and they want to get comfortable and to tune into each of these areas, I will, I will take a few moments and just, uh, they call this the Thanksgiving address. And we are coming towards November and Thanksgiving time when we actually focus on that a little more. Um, we we're probably focusing on that throughout the year, but Thanksgiving time is the time we really focus on that. So this giving address, what if we opened our, our civic meetings with this, the city council, for example, or what if we opened our, our day before school, or if we took a moment before work to, to read through this tank, the Thanksgiving address. And, um, I think that things might be different in a really wonderful way. So if you would sit back, get comfortable. There are 13 points to this, and we are talking about the oneness. Each one of these ends with, now our minds are one. Now our minds are one. So I begin the Thanksgiving address. Today we are gathered, and when we look upon the faces around us, we see that the cycles of life continue. We have been given the duty to live in balance and harmony with each other and all living things. So now let us bring our minds together as one as we give greetings and thanks to each other as people. Now our minds are one. At this point, if we were in a gathering, that would be the time to shake hands, nod, say hello. We are thankful to our Mother Earth, for she gives us everything that we need for life. She supports our feet as we walk about. She gives us joy that she still continues to care for us, just as she has from the beginning of time. And to our Mother, we send thanksgiving, love, and respect. Now our minds are one. Thank you for joining me on that part. Anybody out there who would like to join me, now our minds are one. We give thanks to all the waters, all the waters of the world, for quenching our thirst, for, for providing strength and nurturing life for all beings. We know its power in many forms, waterfalls and rain, mist and streams, rivers and oceans, snow and ice. We are grateful that the masters are still here, and meeting their responsibility 
to the rest of creation. Can we agree that water is important to our lives and and bring our minds together as one to send greeting and thanks to the water? Now our minds are one. We turn our thoughts to all of the fish life in the water. They were instructed to cleanse and purify the water. They also give themselves to us as food. We are grateful that they continue to do their duties, and we send to fish our greetings and our thanks. Now our minds are one. We turn toward the vast fields of plant life. As far as the eye can see, the plants grow, working many wonders. They sustain many life forms. With our minds together, we give thanks and look forward to seeing plant life for many, many generations to come. Now our minds are one. When we look about us, we see the berries are still here, providing us with delicious foods. The leader of the berries is the strawberry, the first to ripen in the spring. Can we agree that we are grateful that the berries are with us Breathing in the pause, holding these affirmations. Now our minds are one, trusting that Fred will be back. We wait on Fred. Oh, we continue to send up affirmation. And oh, there he is. Yeah. I Beautiful. made it back. Well, I All think right. my lap. I think my laptop decided it wasn't going to continue, and so I just pulled up on my phone. So here we go. All right. Thanks for covering for me in the meantime. So we were talking about the berries. Is that right? We were at the berries. We were. Okay. So let me continue with that. The leader of the berries is a strawberry, the first to ripen in the spring. We can agree that we are grateful that the berries are with us in the world and send our thanksgiving love and respect to the berries. Now our minds are one. With one mind, we, want, we honor and thank all the food plants we harvest from the garden, especially the three sisters who feed the people with such abundance. Since the beginning of the time, the grains, vegetables, beans, and fruits have helped the people survive. Many other living things draw strength from them as well. We gather together in our minds all the plant foods and send them a greeting and thanks. Now our minds are one. one. Now we turn to the medicine herbs of the world. From the beginning, they were instructed to take away sickness. They are always waiting and ready to heal us. We are so happy that there are still among us those special few who remember how to use the plants for healing. With one mind, 
we send thanksgiving, love, and respect to the medicines and the keepers of the medicine. Now our minds are one. Standing around us, we see all the trees. The earth has many families of trees who each have their own instructions and uses. Some provide shelter and shade, others fruit and beauty, and many useful gifts. The maple is the leader of the trees to recognize its gift of sugar when the people need it most. Many people of the world recognize a tree as a symbol of peace and strength. With one mind, we greet and thank the tree life. Now our minds are one. We gather our minds together to send our greeting and thanks to all the beautiful animal life of the world who walk about with us. They have many things to teach us as people. We are grateful that they continue to share their lives with us and hope that it will always be so. Let us put our minds together as one and send our thanks to the animals. Now our minds are one. We put our minds together as one and thank all the birds who move and fly over our heads. The creator who gave them the gift of beautiful song. Each morning, they greet the day and with their song remind us to enjoy and appreciate life. The eagle was chosen to be their leader and to watch over the world. To all the birds, from the smallest to the largest, we send our joyful greetings and thanks. And then our minds are one. We are all thankful for the powers we know as the four winds. We hear their voices in the moving air as they refresh us and purify the air we breathe. They help to bring the change of seasons. From the four directions they come, bringing us messages and giving us strength. With one mind, we send our greeting and thanks to the four winds. Now our minds are one. Now we turn to the west, where our grandfather, the thunder beings, lived. With lightning and thundering voice, they bring with them the waters that renew our lives. We bring our minds together as one and send greetings and thanks to our grandfathers, the thunderers. We send now greetings and thanks to our eldest brother, the sun. Each day, without fail, he travels the sky from east to west, bringing the light of a new day. He is the source of all of the fires of the life. And with one mind, we send greetings and thank our brother, the sun. Now our minds are one. We put our minds together, give thanks to our oldest grandmother, the moon, who lights the night moon sky. She is the leader of women all over the world, and she governs the movement of the ocean tides. By her changing face, we measure time, and it is the moon who watches over the arrival of children here on Earth. Let us gather our thanks for Grandmother Moon together in a pile, layer upon layer of gratitude, and then joyfully fling the pile of thanks high into this night sky that she will know with one mind. We send greetings and thanks to our Grandmother the Moon, and we give thanks to the stars who are spread across the sky like jewelry 
We see them at night, helping the moon to light the darkness and bring dew to the gardens and growing things. When we travel at night, they guide us home. With our minds gathered as one, we send greetings and thanks to all the stars. Now our minds are one. We gather our minds together to greet and thank the enlightened teachers who have come to help throughout the ages. When we forget how to live in harmony, they remind us of the way we were instructed to live as people. With one mind, we, are, we send greeting and thanks to these caring teachers. Now our minds are one. We now turn our thoughts to the creator, our great spirit, and send greetings and thanks for all the gifts of creation. Everything we need to live a good life is here on Mother Earth. For all the love that is still around us, we gather our minds together as one and send our choicest words of greeting and thanks to the Creator. Now our minds are one. We have now arrived at the place where we end our words. Of all the things we have named, it is not our intention to leave anything out. If something was forgotten, we leave it to each individual to send such greetings and thanks in their own way. And now our minds are one. Oh. Oh. Let's just give a minute here, 30 seconds, what be it, to do just that. If we viewers that are with us, whatever time they join us personally, anything that you would like to send up in prayer it may have not been mentioned let's just do that now still in the silence here set your intentions and send them up attitude And now our minds are one. Oh, now our minds are one. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Fred. That was beautiful. It's just so powerful and yet so peaceful. And uh, it's the richness and, and the connection that takes place. The re-remembering as you go through, as you went through that beautiful prayer, the affirmation. And I want to thank you for that inspiration because so. And Fred and I were talking about what we might want to share today. He had mentioned the title of the book, uh, Braiding Sweetgrass. And I smiled because I had picked up that book up in uh, at the Scandu Center. So it's uh, the Seneca people. I haven't really opened it yet. Uh, just so I just and I know I've been hearing open it, open it. So that was great inspiration. And now that you've shared from it, it'll be uh, easy to start turning those pages and really being uh, with the wisdom and, uh, you know, so thank you very much for bringing that in today. And again, can you want to hold that up? I'm sure we have others who will watch that who are watching that are, will be interested. There you go. Braiding sweet grass. 
beautiful works, beautiful ancient wisdom, and uh, so important that we bring it back and uh, ground ourselves in that and in our way of being. So beautiful. So, Fred, is there anything else that uh, you would like to share? Anything uh, before we close out today? we got just a couple minutes left. I just want to thank um, everybody uh, for, for being out there today, and thank you, Pam. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I thank Goldilocks Productions for hosting us and Tiffany for all the work that she does behind the scenes to make all this work. And um, I just want to encourage everyone to, uh, to give gratitude and give back in whatever ways that you can uh, just to make things a little bit better. Sounds like a simple thing to do and it really is. So um, just want to send my blessings out there to everybody on this beautiful day and that we are acknowledging our, uh, that, that we are, <laughs> acknowledging our time here in North America in somebody else's house and to tread lightly and to, um, to uh, treat it with respect and love and veneration. So thank you, everybody. And um, are you going to give us some flute tunes before we go? Yeah, I'm going to play us out with uh, what time we have left here. So I uh, just want to say, I know Tiffany has a link there for uh, anybody that may want to contact Fred as far as uh, tapping into his wisdom with permaculture or anything that he has shared, the, the sound healing. And for me, uh, Facebook, my PM Silver Eagle Facebook. And so we send you blessings and we, we send up the gratitude together here. And as we, we play out, blessings to all for an amazing day. Goldilocks Productions VIP community today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.